Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Starship Chameleon. All right, man. If you had a starship, would you name it Chameleon? Hell no. What would you name it? Let me think. Uh, when I used to play uh, uh, Space Dynasty on the BBS, my, my outfit was called the Intergalactic Fascist Bully Boys. So I named my ship something like the initials for that. I what are the initials? Uh, listen, don't don't put me on the wall. Yeah, mm. it doesn't matter. That's all. What about you? It's a lame name. Uh, listen, that's you're the kind of guy we bully. Listen, <clears throat> first of all, I wouldn't have a starship. Oh. I don't roll that way. I'd have, I'd have a shuttlecraft. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That'd be lamer. No. That's much lamer. It would be cool. It'd be like the Defiant. Yeah, but the Defiant's not a starship. Right. Now you see where I'm going. Yeah, you're going. You're gonna get smashed. Is what's gonna happen? You don't think that the Defiant could take out a Galaxy class star destroyer? No, no, I don't. You're probably Defiant. Right. Why would you want a shuttlecraft over a starship? It's maneuverable. Let's talk about something more in line with this name. So you've got Jefferson Airplane. Okay. All right. Then you got Jefferson Starship. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they became just, just straight up starship. Straight up starship. And then you've got Jefferson Airplane came back. A lot of people don't realize that they came back with, with a Slick horrible or song without her. Mm. So what, what's your flavor? Which one of these? What's your, which one's your favorite of those? I'm only gonna. I've got one <laughs> sentence for you. Yeah. We built this. City. <laughs> yeah. That's the. I don't care about White Rabbit. That's probably one of the least cool songs. Of you all know, everyone time. loves that yeah, song. I, I don't understand get it, that. Man. I never. You know, I like Grace. That was really hot back in those right. days. That's all she, she had going sing. for. She's like Pretty Debbie good. Harrison. It's the so same. Thing. Debbie Harry. But she. She. It, I didn't do it for me. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Starship. It was cheesy as hell. <laughs> it's so funny. I, whenever I hear that song, because it's like. We built this city on rock and we built it. It's like they couldn't figure out how to make it fit, so they just like suddenly came back to the. It's 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 an odd thing. Now let me tell you, if you want a, a rare treat, right? There's a tremendous cover of that song by Ninja Sex Party. Really? It's one of their on one of their under the covers albums. I recommend it. All right. The, the Ninja Sex Party guy can go. Danny, he can sing. He can where sing. Where are they? Where are they out of Ninja Sex Party? Uh, they. What do you mean? Where are they out of time and space? They're Ninja Sex Party. They 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 travel in time. They go in space. They do everything. Are these one of these groups that made their living off the backs of YouTube? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm late to the party. Mm. I just I just found I just got into them last year, but they do covers. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a big guy in the that is it really in the covers. But they do a good job. Mm -hmm. I like their original stuff more. Yeah. Well, speaking of original stuff, let's talk about Starship Chameleon. Starship Chameleon. Now, I will say, uh, when we when this one came up, the name meant nothing to me. I was like, what? I don't remember that. And then the second it came on, I was like, oh, yeah. Instant mem I instantly remembered the opening, the opening screen. So this came out. This got a release in 82, Boat. And it was authored by a fellow named Ken Kalish. Now, uh, we've actually uh, talked about this guy before. Uh, he's done a ton. He's like a, a, a top shelf, uh, prolific TRS-80 program. Now, listen to this list here. He did a game called Athletics, uh, Danger Ranger, Devil Assault, Dungeon Raid, El Diablo. Now he, Diablo? That's the way it's spelled, okay. man. Now get this. See if you can see if you can identify what these games are. Uh, may pay homage to. Okay, Invaders Revenge, 
Space Invaders. I've actually played that. Monkey King. All right, with the, I hope it's better than Donkey King. <laughs> no, it's not. Trap Fall. Okay, yes. And then you'll remember this one, Phantom Slayer. Oh, yeah. It's the same guy. But Phantom Slayer actually an original concept. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and so is this game. Yeah. Um, now, this was published by Computerware. Now, I looked up some of their titles. They they looked at what King Kalish did and be like, yeah, listen to this. Listen to this lineup. You got Blockhead, my personal favorite, Nuke the Love Boat. We've got to try that out. <laughs> that one. one needs to go on the list. The Magic of Xanth. They also did Doodlebug. Okay. All right. Junior's Revenge. You know what that is. Guess this one. You'll never get it. Megapede. Mm. <laughs> then you got Moon Hopper. Okay. And Mr. Dig. Whenever you read these lists, it just makes me so excited for all the future shows yes. that are yet to come on the Coco Show. And the, their names, their list just goes on and on. They they did a lot of games. Um, this will work uh, on any of the color computers with 16K. And this, uh, as far as I could tell, I found an ad for this that said it was twenty four ninety five. So there you go. But I don't know if that's disc or cassette. That's that's pricey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Twenty four ninety five for a disc. Game? I'm assuming it's a disc. I think cassette ones are usually cheaper. So, what is this game, Boat? You want? To, why don't you take the helm or describe okay. this game? So, I guess I'll do it two ways. Okay. Imagine you're a ship. Okay, uh -huh. and, and you're flying around. It's like you're like a hovercraft. You okay. have unlimited horizontal and vertical movement. You're, but I mean, I, I thought you were like an alien. He looks like he's got a lot of balls. Are those windows? Yeah, it's windows. Okay, okay. And uh, there are aliens, uh, evil aliens, hovering above you that are dropping things that look like missiles onto you. Okay. Yeah, or bombs. Or bombs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now. Uh, logic would dictate that you would not want these bombs to hit you because they are, in fact, bombs. Right. However, that is not your goal in Starship Chameleon. Starship Chameleon, your job is to collect the bombs. You want them to fall directly onto your head. Yes. Okay? Now, uh, here, Or on top of your ship, depending he, on what you think you are. Here is where the chameleon part comes in. Yeah. Uh, the bombs are multicolored. Uh, they can be blue. They can be yellow. Yeah. And they can also have blue or yellow outlines. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you want to do is when you press the button, your starship changes color. It goes, it can be either blue or it can be yellow. You want to match the bomb with the, um, with the uh, color of your ship. When you do that, you get points. When you don't do that, you die. Um, and so that is, that is Starship Chameleon. Um, actually, I don't. I don't know that you die. I think that you get. It, I think it's a thing where your score is lowered when you when you collect the wrong bomb. No, well, you die. You, you actually. Die. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I couldn't remember because there are also sort of homing missiles that hone in on you. Yeah. That smart, also smart missiles. Yeah. Smart they they, they want to do you. They want to do you ill. Um, now that is sort of the um, you know abstract. I guess that's the literal explanation. The abstract explanation, if you are a fan of classic gaming at all, if you can picture, if you had unlimited uh, vertical and horizontal movement and were playing Kaboom, uh, and there were many less uh, bombs that are dropped in the early levels than in Kaboom, that's sort of what this game is like. It's like Kaboom, but it adds a vertical uh, tra travail element. Um, that's the closest thing I can compare it to. It's funny, I was on... Uh Curtis aside, lcurrisboyle.com for all your um, uh, for all your TRS eighty needs, 
and I was reading his description, and he mentioned he mentioned uh, Kaboom in there, and I, it's I never had occurred to me. Really? Because that was the first thing that came to me. <laughs> the first thing that occurred to me when I played this again was Ikaruga. That's exactly what occurred. Do you remember Ikaruga? Yeah. It's a game where you could collect, you could uh, basically bypass colors if you're the same color. Uh, but yes, and especially if you, uh, this thing, uh, when you start it, you get to pick the level you want to start at. Now, if you pick level one, it goes at a pretty, it's a pretty easy clip. It's not that tough. You can go, you can play for a good while. So you know me, and I'm sure you did this too, I cranked this sucker up to nine, right? Which is the highest level. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This thing goes, uh, it, it, Ah, 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 in Cossigal. You right. got zero percent Well, chance. really, I mean, there's... Obviously, you're not going to be completing level nine, but there is sort of a, a perverse pleasure you can have in, in playing level nine just to see how many points you can score there. I will say this, and you, you may mock me, because I remember this game, and so the first thing I did was I got my Black Beauty out mm -hmm. and hooked it up. Mm -hmm. This game, I would recommend the analog stick on. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think you've got better... Con I mean, if this is a free-form kaboom, like you said. You just go anywhere you want. And so, uh, you that control of this particular type of game, in my opinion, it's just me, I had I felt like I had better control even with the Black Beauty because that analog stick, for me, I, I, and it could be mental, but it, for me, it just I felt like I had better control. Mm -hmm. I tried it with both. Uh, and it, but I, I ended up going with the the uh, Black Beauty for most of the time. Yeah, I, I just as I almost always do, I played this with the old Epix XJ five hundred. Yeah. Uh, now this game, like I said, has nine levels. You're not going to play even seven is incredibly difficult. Uh, so you're probably you're. I mean, hey, unless you're a real stud, and you may be, I can't see anybody cranking it up past say five or six at the max. Uh, yeah, but you can play through it and have a pretty good time starting off the, at the first level and moving up, but it does get hard. I think this game is uh, very clever, but I think th they could have made it really clever as opposed to sort of clever. Because what I would have liked to have seen happen is, you're, and you're right, your score is affected adversely if the missiles hit the ground, which that's cool. I would much rather have seen actually you sort of like a missile command stop protecting thing. Yeah. Where you're actually protecting individual targets on the ground, like cities mm -hmm. or maybe your family or something and, like and, that. And they could have done the same thing and just added that graphical element. You know, move the ground up just a touch and just put some put some scenery down there. Right. I mean, it's a it is very basic game, and mm -hmm. we we mentioned this is a, this works on a 16k uh, Coco. So it, they didn't really push the bounds of it. But this is one. Listen, this is kind of a neat concept, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's very unique. And you could. And what? I'll tell you something else. You and think about it. Think about it now. You get you a, a phone with a stylus. You could put this right on there, and you could really go to work on it, uh, and maybe advance some of the concepts of the game. I, 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 I thought about it quite a bit. I mean, even because it's kind of it's sort of cutesy in a way. The guys that are bombing you are these three little red guys with little antennas. I don't know. If the, I'd love to have seen. I didn't see documentation on this. I'd like to read the backstory. I'm just assuming it's some sort of. <laughs> I'm not inter familiar with the lore. I, I'm assuming it's some sort of. Yeah, and I guess I mean it is called Starship Chameleon. So I mean you're right. I, it looks like you're flying around a little alien, but I, I guess that's a starship. You could have made it look a little more like a starship. It looks kind of, but I mean it does fit the motif of the game. Also, I think the color scheme is an interesting choice. And by interesting, I mean wrong, horribly wrong. Well, I would have you know, went, went with something that wasn't green. Well, you know, I wonder if that might be part of the what allows this to run on a 16K machine. 
maybe there was something in the code on those those old cocos that you couldn't have a black background with the rest of these colors on the screen. I mean, it, there could be limitations. I mean, uh, but I mean, I've played other games like Demon Attack and stuff where they had black, you know, you know, different backgrounds. So who knows? But you could be right. I will say when you die, uh, there's a satisfying explosion. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a way to fight back because perpetually you're you, for the entire game you're catching and they're pitching and you never get to you never get to get even. You know, as, as far as I know. I didn't get far enough to get to get even. I can tell you that, or anything. I didn't see anything happen that was any different. I mean, just sort of kept going. Mm -hmm, yeah. Right now, I, and again, I, I and I played for. I mean, I sat there and played the same for probably. You know, well, I could play a game for, gosh, you know, five minutes or so. You know, mm -hmm. a good while. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you think by then, whatever was going to happen, I'm assuming has already happened. Yeah, I I really feel like this game is it's a very unique concept, and there are a couple things that really would have put it over the top for me. Number one, you start this game taking off from the ground, okay? So I would have liked to have seen uh, a, a, a part of the game where at the end of the wave you have to return to the ground somehow and, and something happens, you know, you get a score tally or something like that. I would like to see wave-based things happen. That's one of the that's, that's yes that's that, probably a waves would have yeah, been good. Yeah. That's probably my number one problem with this game is that once it starts, it just keeps going. You could feel like you were advancing if right. you had waves. That's a good idea, Bo. Right. I agree with that. And then number two, I would like to see at least a little bit of some sort of offensive capability from your ship. I'm not saying that you have to give my ship laser beams and be able to shoot the red guys, but I would like to have maybe when they drop some sort of a special bomb, it has the ability to bounce back up and maybe hit them. That would be cool. Or even if that if you had a wave at at the end of catching all those bombs there's a cute little cut scene or something where i mean it doesn't have to be a cut where they just got two of them bonk together and right. they fall off the screen you felt like something happened yeah yeah so it, it's things like that that would have really made this game feel more like a, a, a retail release rather than a public domain but it, it is fun i will say that it is fun, I yeah. and, and it's original i was just looking at we've got curtis in the chat and he mentioned that the that uh, uh ken picked the colors in this so they would be compatible with the dragon and I will say, I have seen games that sort of the same kind of color makeup, and that, if that's what it took, I guess that's why they did sure, it. Sure, and it's not a deal breaker. It is it's just, not, but it's, it's just weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's weird. It's weird looking. Uh, I've actually found it. I've looked at some reviews for this. I mean, they were super positive reviews. Uh, they, uh, it got reviewed uh, in a couple of different places, but I found a an outfit called Popular Computer Weekly, October 21st, 1982. I've never heard of this magazine, and what they are, they're a dragon... They're a magazine from the UK that reviewed Dragon games, and they reviewed this game. They gave it a seventy percent. Okay. Uh, so it, but it, yeah. So this did get this definitely got a power release because they got reviewed in a, in a UK mag. Uh, before we get to the Discord reviews, I do want to mention that this is this week's uh, high score challenge game over on the Coco Talk Discord server. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, every once in a while, we do sort of a crossover where uh, the game that we review on the Coco Show is featured on that uh, on, on their, their high score challenge. So uh, if you are a good hand at this, or even if you're not, if you just like, if you just like to play it, uh, go over to join up the uh, with the Coco uh, Talk Discord. You can just search Coco Talk and Google it up, and they'll give you a link to the Discord. And uh, you can post a, a photo of your screenshot, or just post you know your your total on there. And they have a leaderboard and everything. It's a real it's a real fun thing to do. They get really because we both get on there and play, and they have uh, some supremely skilled players. I thought I had a really good score the last one I turned in, and I ended up finishing seventh. And I was like, well, I guess it's better than last, you know. But they're very good. So if you want to get some good competition going, this is and this is a good game for it. This is a real good game. 
uh, to press for a score. So that I, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot myself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we, you and I chose this game to be the, the pick this week. Uh, every week, I think they do a different a different game. So it's, yeah. it's a good way to, to play some games that you might not otherwise play. And while we're talking about it, uh, uh, Coco Talk uh, plays live uh, every Saturday afternoon, and they go for hours and hours. So uh, if you're on YouTube, just Google, just uh, look, search for Coco Talk, and you can watch some of their old shows or check out the live show if you're watching on a Saturday. Now, we did get some Discord reviews over on our, on our Discord server. Uh, let's see if we go to here. Um, L. Curtis B. says, another great, great, another great game by Ken Kalish. While at first glance it looks like another Kaboom clone, it adds enough to make it a unique game. You can move in eight directions rather than just left or right. Scoring is different too, where you lose points rather than die if a bomb makes it to the bottom. And there is also a special hollow bomb that is worth 10 times a normal bomb score. There are also semi-intelligent aerial bombs that will fall at a fixed pace, but will steer towards you left and right as they descend and will kill you if you hit them. The best addition that really makes the game, in my opinion, is that the main bombs you catch also come in two colors, and you can only catch them if you're the same color. Hence the chameleon in the title. This makes the gameplay very different than Kaboom and more fun in my opinion. Decent graphics and good sound to fit into 16K and great originality added onto an existing game genre that made it better than the original. A 9 out of 10 for me. He really liked that one, eh? Yeah. And Rushi says, I heard that this game was a bit of a Kaboom clone, but I did not expect for it to be a Kaboom clone mixed with the two color changing gimmick that became legendary decades later via titles like Ikaruga. Ah, there you there's go. somebody. Additionally, the negative scoring when the bombs hit instead of the loss of a life, the free movement across the playfield, and the homing shots reminiscent of compile shooters combine and turn this little surprise into a br brilliant proto-puzzle shooter a la Routage, except many years before anything comparable ever existed. Don't let the primitive presentation turn you off from giving this a go, because it's definitely a gem worth your time! Exclamation point. There you go. Yeah. Everyone liked it. It's yeah. a win. A win boat. Absolutely. And as we come around to the end of the show, Aaron, I do <laughs> want to remind everyone that we do record the Coco Show live every Friday night. Uh, we start our recording session around 5.30, and uh, I'd say that this is probably normal time. So we'll say around 8 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Uh, we record a Coco Show once a month. Uh, and um, it's 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 always fun. You can join in with the chat. Uh, Nick Mar sixty eight is here in the chat. L Curtis B, Buck Owens, Rushi MSX, Polyester Links is here. Uh, it's a it's a good time in the old chat. And um, also, uh, if you'd like to uh, check out uh, our other podcasts, we do a show on the ZX Spectrum called R Sinclair. A show on the Amiga called Amigos. Uh, we've got 1200XL and Atari 8-bit podcast. All these are available through your favorite podcatcher. Um, and uh, finally, our YouTube channel, Amigos Retro Gaming, has a video archive of all our previous episodes, plus whenever we play or stream games, they all end up there. Yep, you got it, man. Uh, I'd like to thank, of course, um, L. Curtis Boyle, our um, Coco Show Game Selection Committee member, for choosing this game for us. Um, it, it was a good one. And I'd like to thank all of our Coco Show Patreon supporters in Moss. Uh, Steve Rasmussen, Buttons, Jeff Landreth, Graham Vebke, Wing Chun Wolf, Kurt and Curtis Boyle. 
Thank you guys for supporting The Coco Show. And if you'd like to, patreon.com slash The Coco Show. All right, Aaron. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Berserk, otherwise known as Haywire. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys then. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.